Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Was it Robert Esch, whose nickname was Chico? Because he had his first initial and last name on a stick. And one of his, when he got called up, one of the players on his team was like, when the fuck did we sign Chico Resch? Let's talk Devils and Islanders. Let's talk Penguins and Rangers. But let's not talk about Flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Don't try it till you've had it. This is episode 95 of the Friends and Rivals podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkness, joining me each week are Stephen Woach to it, and I want to congratulate Patrick Eliash on his nomination to the Hall of Fame, the Czech Hall of Fame. Hey. Bill Fougere and screw you, Patrick Elias. <laughs> uh, Nick Larita, you know, I'm just going to chime in and, or harp on there. Fuck Elias. I, I just figured if we were going to celebrate <laughs> Brian Leach's uh, nomination last week, we could at least mention Patrick Elias's that was nomination. That's at the end of the show. Is it, Nick said he'll listen point. to the end of the show. Yeah, I know, was but it, I don't, I don't usually get to talk at the end of the show. Wasn't it Elias and Sakura that got stuck in the, in the snowstorm that one uh, years and years ago? It they was Eliash six... and Zajac. It was Zajac. Oh, yeah, the they were stuck on 78. <laughs> they were over. stuck on Route 78, and they thought they were going to die car. in the car. <laughs> oh, that was great. That's, a, that's an actual story? Yeah. Oh. No, it's a, that's oh. a real story, yes. Yeah. On, the, on their way, yeah, on their way to a game, they thought they were going to die in the car because they got stuck, and there was no car within sight. What idiots get stuck in a snowstorm on a major highway in New Jersey? Hmm. I wonder. What idiots uh, do that? I wonder. If you, haven't, if you haven't done that. I think I've live. seen, I, I think I see two of them right now. Uh, that was the infamous blizzard of 96. <laughs> that was, uh, whew, that was one. Were you driving during that? No, no. Oh, yeah. uh, who, knew, who knew a Ford Taurus would, would just be the master of the road on a day like that? That thing was a fucking tank. All right. So, Nick, maybe you don't know the story. We'll 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 tell you. So yeah. the Rangers had an open. Pra- this is when Billy was a Ranger fan. Um, the Rangers had an open practice at Rye Playland where they where they practiced. So Billy and I planned to go for like three weeks. And the day the morning comes, and we we know that this snowstorm is coming. And I text him in the morning. Well, actually, I don't think we text. No, we, him to get called. No, text no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you up. maybe you mailed a letter to him yeah. back. Yeah. Actually, him I think he actually phoned me. No, I hit him up on his I hit him up on his beeper and he called me back. And <laughs> <laughs> we said, all right, you want to go? He's like, Yeah, we're fucking going. I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, so this is uh much this to the chagrin of my girlfriend at the time and Billy's wife at the time. Or was oh, no girlfriend. Was, we weren't married yet either. No, no girlfriend. But, yeah, you were well on your way. Yeah. So we go up there. No traffic. It took us almost. Jesus, took us about an hour to get up there. We, there was nobody on the roads. It was a Sunday. There was literally nobody on the road for good fucking reason. So we we go and we watch the practice. It was awesome. Uh, and then we just you know during the practice, you look outside and it's snowing. It's snowing pretty fucking hard. So uh, it's it's time to go after the practice, and uh, oh, I got, I got Alexei Kovalev and Nicholas Sundstrom's autograph, right? That was that day. Yep, Sundstrom. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we get back in the car to go home, and it I mean it's dumping snow, and we the, they close the New Jersey Turnpike while we're on it, 
And we literally stopped every, what, every 10, mi- every 10 miles to clean the windshield. Uh, less than 10 miles. It just seemed like it was 10 miles because it took that long. It took, because it was maybe like uh, 15 minutes. <laughs> but we'd, we'd have to stop it, yeah, and just clear off the windshield, uh, so, push other people out of the snow. <laughs> oh, my God. So I, I had parked my car at Billy's house, which, which was in Edison, New Jersey, which he actually lives in his childhood home now. Um, but I parked my, my 1989 Honda Prelude at his house. Uh, but to get back to his house and off of the turnpike, we had to go on 287 and get onto Route 1 to take the back road to his house. Yeah. We, when I say we literally could not see the exit from 287 to Route 1, we li- <laughs> Really, literally guessed where the exit it was. Just was. A guess. It was just experience of all the times I've been there. I used a, you know tree lining <laughs> and landmarks and shit to kind of guess that I was still on the road. They had those big like yellow garbage cans, right? And yeah, on that exit, I think well, we that's, where, that's how I knew where the exit was. Yeah, yeah we saw that, and uh, I, I still had to drive home from Billy's house to where I was living at the time over by Edison High School, and yeah, like a mile away. How long did that take right. you? <laughs> that literally took me like two hours to get home. It was ridiculous. And my car was buried. And when I pulled to the side of my house, I had this, I used to have this little turnaround to where we went in the turnaround first and then parked. The car hit the turnaround and just didn't move anymore. And then I just left it there. I just turned <laughs> the car off and left it there. This is any. Close enough. It, it had to be what? That was Jesus. We got out of the practice at what? 11? Maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I, I walked through my door at almost six. It was dark out. Wow. It was, wow. Whew, those were the good old days. Good day. I got dumped on in 96. I think it was like 20 something yeah. inches, 30 inches. It was two, three feet. And then like those drifts, we had like five, six feet drifts, you know. That was uh, the most and, I've ever seen as a kid. And Billy only sure. wanted to go because Jen said he shouldn't go. That was his motivation, I bet. Yeah, that's a good motivation. Don't go. I'm going to go. I'm going. Oh, damn close. She always tells me she was so close to, to us not being us anymore. After you, that. You, you tried. Almost took her off. Was that almost. before or after she almost burnt my Brian Leach jersey? I think after. That was that was after or, she, or the incident was after? I think... I. I think uh, the the blizzard was after the the uh, the, the fire. Okay, uh, yeah, I was gonna make a joke, but I'm pretty no. sure you were still a Ranger fan at that point. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, Billy, Billy Billy's dad had season tickets, and he inherited his dad's yep. season tickets uh, after you know, that unfortunate event. Um, and Jen was Jen was going to a game one night, and she didn't have a jersey for some reason. I don't know how the hell how the hell didn't she not have a Ranger jersey where we were? Because yeah. she had we were like dating. seven second jerseys. Wow. That was early in our dating life. She had no jerseys. So I let nice. her borrow my authentic Brian Leach home jersey, and she wore it to the game. And that night, she had a fire at her house. Wow! I thought I was never going to see that jersey again. Well, you know, I mean, it's it was just like odd, you know an odd chance thing that happened because they were burning three hundred and fifty watt lamps in the in the ceiling uh, uh, light uh, for you know probably two years. That's not you're not supposed to do. That. How would that How would that ever you you're know, not start supposed to do? Yeah, yeah well, when it's for like sixty watts per lamp, it wasn't a light bulb. No, light bulb's not a light bulb. Light bulb. <laughs> 
And I take it by you you motioning to the side of the room that it's it's hanging now. Uh, that yeah, it, that that jersey is has since been retired. Before I moved down to Florida, Steve uh, had uh, so graciously invited me to a Brian Leach signing where I got the jersey signed for free. Uh, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. No, it's right. Yes. No, no. Oh my no. God. Oh, oops. <laughs> you say you say it's <laughs> good. We're good. How many times? Do you, how many times have we told you, Bill? You can't say. Well, I was just trying to, uh, trying to change the subject from the taboo right, thing that you said. Yeah, and let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> we haven't right. even started the, oh, wait, we did start the show. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. Welcome, Bill. What, what's, what are we leading off with? We're going we're gonna to lead off with some, uh, they had the, um, the owner's meeting down in, in Florida last week. We didn't get a chance to talk about that because a lot of the meetings happened on Monday and Tuesday and we plus, were Monday night. Plus, so, we're not owners, so. Right. Yeah. So we'll get into two of the, uh, uh, at least in my opinion, the two key things that were that were brought up. Uh, one is the salary cap. Uh, it's going to go up a million dollars next year to around what 83? What are they at right now? They're at 82. So yeah, 83 and a half million dollars next year, which is going to completely hamper every team. But I, I read, I forgot who I read this from, but they said even if the Toronto Maple Leafs win the cup, which would probably give the NHL the most revenue possible for this season, um, that the, that the cap would only go up to a maximum of like $86.5 million. So it's only it would only raise $3 million of that revenue that they, that they get. So um, I, I always thought that I heard something last year to where the revenues were up and they were going to split next year and this year in order the cap to go up at least a couple of million dollars not a million dollars i guess that's off the table but it looks like it's going to hamper everybody for next year well like a big tv contract thought all the tv money was pouring in now what happened well they they, they got to pay all that they got to make up this. yeah they got to make yes, up covid right. year money yeah so maybe what they decided was take the big hit this year don't increase it you know, as much as they could have so that the year after rather than split it over two years you take the big hit this year you take a little hit next year and then you can raise it more in what's that 24 25 yeah just just, yep. just for for conversation uh next year the devils have 11 players signed at 52 million dollars and they have 31 and a half million dollars available on 11 players that's, that's pretty good no, it's uh, not. Not when one of those players is Jesper Bratt that you got to sign. Yeah, but that that's about eight million, about and and it doesn't include Blackwood because I I honestly don't no. think Blackwood will be a double next year. Um, but I'll leave that to you. Uh, the Penguins have uh, let's see, they have fifteen players signed at sixty three and a half million dollars, so they got about twenty million dollars for seven players. The Icelanders have nineteen players, and you're probably gonna, you're going to get the same team. <laughs> you're going to get the same team you got right now, Nick, uh, just minus, uh, what like Parisi probably might not be back next year. Um, and, and probably Varlamov, but you're going to spend, put that money toward Mayfield and, and probably somebody else, but for the majority, you'll get the same, you'll get the same team, 19 players at $73 million, uh, $10.5 million available for three players. The Rangers have 12 players signed at 65.9. <sighs> Uh, but they don't have anybody. And what have anybody signed? You're right. No, they, they don't. No. Million dollars of seventeen and a half million dollars 
for 10 players where you have the two big ones, well, the three big ones are going to be Heedle, Lafreniere, and uh, Miller. Those will be the three. But those are all second contracts, no? Like they're uh, going to be, yeah, he's going to be a third. Heedle will be, Heedle's, uh has arbitration, uh, is arbitration eligible. So that's his third contract. Miller and Lafreniere are just restricted free agents. Yeah. So whether they want to try and do a long-term thing with Miller, maybe. But uh, Lafreniere is just a kind of a puzzle to me of what his next contract is going to be. Um, so that's that's a kind of an outlook on on all of our teams for next year at, with the with the cap only going up a million dollars. But even when you think teams are in good shape, like with the Devils, right? Thirty one million, thirty one and a half million dollars for eleven players, but one of those players is is uh, Brat. Jasper Brat. So it's going to be uh, yeah. Could be tight for everybody. That thirty-one becomes twenty-four with for ten players, and then you're then you're starting to have to be picky. You know they're going to benefit from Luke Hughes and Simon Nemich being two of the defensemen on rookie deals, but you still got to plug some holes. Who are they replacing? Are they going to replace? I would well Severson's. This is Severson's UFA at the end of the deal. Right, and I would I would assume they're going to move Graves. I think Graves is UFA at the end of the year as well. Mm-hmm. I would think both of them are going to be on the move. Hmm. Interesting. And and what I mean, you know, one of Luke or Nemich definitely fits into Severson's role as being an offensive uh, defenseman on a third pairing. For now, it's that that Graves position of that defensive. You know, they got a couple guys in uh, in Utica that can fill that position, but it's just a matter of who's it going to be. Is it going to be Ball? Is it going to be Okakutuk? Who knows? What about the center for the 76ers? He, who knows if he's coming over? And, yeah, he's, really? and he's more of an offensive defenseman anyway. All right. So, uh, so Luke Hughes, is there any any issues with him handling that? defensive role kind of physically or you just you're just gonna roll the dice and, and kind of take your chances or would he serve he'd be better off serving maybe a half a year down in uh, in utica getting used to larger bodies and and the fast uh it's i i, I honestly and, don't know it's going to be interesting first of all it'd be interesting to see him during the world juniors yeah you know even though he's going to be playing against kids his own age starts what tomorrow or no it's usually the day after just- the day after Christmas. Okay. So yeah, he's going to be playing against kids his own age, but he's going to be playing against kids that he's, he doesn't normally play against, you know, during the regular season, because he's going to be playing against guys from the, the OHL and the, and the WHL. Um, I don't know if he can handle it. I, I honestly don't know. It's going to be interesting to see at the end. of I'm sure. So they, there was a, a second period inter, intermission interview with one of the developmental guys with the team. And he said for sure he's going to be up, you know, as, as soon as the NCAA season is over, he'll be signed and, and playing somewhere in the organization. Yeah, you're definitely not going to bring him up to the big club. Well, he might get that, I, I you know, he's got he nine. Could. You can play him for that, that end of the regular season on that PTO. No, but I think those PTOs are only available for the AHL. They're not available for the NHL. Whoa. If, if he, no, if yeah, he the Devils have had guys whoa. do it. If he plays in the whoa. NHL this year, he's burning a year of his contract. No, doesn't he get nine games, nine games no matter what? Nine games. That's for junior players. He's not a junior player. It's. I think it works for NCAA guys too. 
I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you yes or no, but that's just what I always thought. So uh, you, you probably are right. I know that I ain't that, but it's, it's just going to be, cause I know, um, I know Hughes had a, uh, or Jack Hughes rather had a had a tough time on the, with the physical game especially those first two years oh like, completely different no 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 yeah, completely different body, body types okay yeah luke luke is like six two he's 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 skinny wait, wait. like he needs to put weight on but he's much bigger in ice hockey any nintendo original nintendo ice hockey game um is he the fat guy, the skinny guy, <laughs> or the skinny guy. No, this is a, a solid, solid question. Which one is he? Uh, I would say he's the the tall, skinny guy. Uh oh. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. In comparison to knock him over. <laughs> In comparison to his brother, where what is he? What's his brother? Oh, Middle? his brother is this. You might as well make him the short, fat guy because he's short. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. And the other thing that came out of the of the, of the owners meeting was and something I, I actually like. And it's the eighty four game schedule. Um, just when you thought eighty two wasn't enough, they're going to add two more games in there. Uh, they're going to do fewer. No, 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 no. If now, now I just got to say, if they're going to do this, and uh, I know Vetchkin breaks the the goal record, I want an <laughs> asterisk. I want a fucking asterisk. But it's all right. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's not a season record, Bill. Wait, all right. If he scored ninety-three goals in a season on an eighty-four game schedule, okay, I you you got you got some beef. (laughs) Uh, But not not what you're thinking. But it does allow for the teams in the division uh, to play against the other seven in the division four times because we're being cheated on a couple of games this year, especially Rangers Island. Rangers Islanders are done after this week yeah what the fuck kind of schedule is this first off uh, i think we second. got we got totally you know um spoiled by like the the years with the what's it called during six metro games. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 we had the six games against each other uh in 2020 right 2020 2021 21 21 yeah yeah, yeah. but no but I mean, even, no but even going further back than that they had in, yeah they used to back do in six the day games, in the late, late 2010s they did uh, six games in the whole smaller yes. groups, the three, the three divisions, right. the three divisions, yeah, you, right, you right. Played right. the other conference, I believe, one time. One time, either home or away. Yeah, right. That was when we had 50, thirty teams, fifteen with five teams in each in each division. So that way, it was like we played all those all four of those teams. That meant you know six times each. That was great. That was at the yeah. rivalries. I wish I wish they would just go to that more so than you know we have now but 12, maybe 12, there should just be 12 divisions not six 12 but if you did that dude it would be completely out of balance because teams that play in the metro against each other would probably have a lesser of a record than maybe teams that play each other no doubt yeah oh yeah. yeah i mean it's too out of balance if you did six times in a year i get that yeah i, um, I get i get it but they the should whole have 30, point is... no they should have 32 one team divisions there you go. That's 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 the way you do it. Yeah. Well, I I actually you know I I I saw this. I'm like, all right, two extra games, but to balance this out and give everybody like you know more divisional games, it actually makes sense. I'm not, you know, I, I don't like adding games to the season. I think the season is way too long as it is. But if you're only doing, it's gonna be, no, it's gonna be the same amount of time. 
it is it's just two more games that are like back to backs. So I mean, it's not hey, like never we you wouldn't even shit. realize the difference. We no, no so we don't. <laughs> but the that's players, all I get. I don't give a shit about the players. Fuck them. <laughs> You're basically making their contracts worth less money by doing that. Effectively, every per game they're making less money. So they're not going to get anything else out of it. So I don't know if they're going to be super happy about that. Probably not. But so the NHLPA gets to vote on this, right? Uh, yeah, they would definitely have to vote on that. Yeah, they have to. They, they have to. Yes. It'd be interesting to hear what the players say about it because well, they'll, they'll probably they'll probably strike. They'll probably go on strike. <laughs> it's been a couple <laughs> not, of years. Not over this. Not been over a couple years. For conce- I'm sure they asked for some sort of con- concession here and be like, you know something to come maybe, back if you're maybe that's where the big games. jump in the salary cap is going to come maybe I don't hey, know. you give us Anything. these two more games we'll give you yeah. another 10 million dollars per team yeah and, and we're going to widen the net three inches well that'll be separate <laughs> the players don't give a shit about that <laughs> no but that accounts for 28 games of the season uh 24 more uh games of the season will go uh, three games against your other division uh, in the conference. So the Rangers would play the Bruins and the Sabres and the Red Wings three more times during the course of the year. And then they play 32 games account for the other conference, one home, one away. Uh, makes a lot of sense. I don't understand why they're not already doing this. Why would you, why would you sacrifice Rangers Islanders and Rangers Flyers for just so you can play the fucking Vancouver Canucks twice in a season doesn't make fucking sense to me yep sorry I, i'm all for this we should do this this is this should go in immediately for next year okay my opinion <laughs> done ratified done we're all ratified in. that says friends and rivals podcast make it happen nhl that's it come on gary you're listening <laughs> we're gonna throw uh, john hancock's on that one All right, let's uh, let's take a ride on the Metro. Sponsored by Rich Creamy Wholesome Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink Then I'm a real man for sure But if you like the brown I still love you for who you are Because it's time for acceptance Of everyone or preference We're all quick on the inside Anyway Nestle Quick, it does the trick. Yeah, I saw. I didn't say it last week. I saw what you did there. I got it. I love that you intro. Don't, you don't say it. The promo doesn't go in. It was. It was wholesome. It was wholesome. Uh, what's not wholesome right now is uh, is the Devils. And uh, for for as much as they annihilated everybody to start the year, they're having a little bit of a struggle right now. It's taken nine weeks to return to this position. This position you guys expected me to be in very frequently. It's taken nine weeks to get back here. Uh, I feel like I feel like Tom did a couple of weeks ago. I, I'm they're just completely lost. I don't know 
what the problem is. I mean, I know what the problem is. I don't know how, how they're going to fix it. 29 shots on goal versus the Rangers, three goals. 36 shots on goal against Dallas, one goal. 49 shots versus Philadelphia, one goal. 32 shots versus Florida, two goals. So that's a grand total of 146 shots on goal, and they only scored seven times. That's a nine. That's a 952 save percentage against them this past week. Correct. So is it you're just taking easy shots or are you just running into very hot goaltenders? And is it possible to run into four hot goaltenders in one week? Yes. How much? But also, also, how how are these high chance? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is it just easy shots hitting guys right in the chest? Yeah. I mean, because you can you can pepper the goalie. I mean, Isles have gotten by for years this way with under trots, was just letting people shoot take shots that are super low percentage. Yeah. And don't care. And then the number of times they won games with 30, 40 shots against was is too high to really feel comfortable about. But and, and really it's you know, two you give up two goals against the stars, you give up two goals against the Flyers, you give up three goals against the Panthers. One of them was an empty netter. So it's not their goaltending that's terrible no you know that's respectable i think part of it is they were complaining that they weren't getting respect from the other teams during their hot streak they were like nobody respects us nobody respects us everybody still thinks we're and now they're getting a little respect and teams are coming into new jersey and they're you know they're getting up for the game and now you're playing you're you're having to play against tougher teams teams that aren't letting you use your speed like you were able to do during the streak there were teams that weren't giving you respect. Ooh. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. One thing that is going to change is Blackwood's coming back and we're going to see him either tomorrow night or Wednesday night. And not that I think he's going to make a difference, but I think having him in net is going to make the players, I don't want to say pay attention more, or it's going to have them play smarter. They're not going to want to give up odd man rushes you know, him coming off this long break, especially with the history he has of being a very Jekyll and Hyde type goaltender. Um, so I do think it's going to make a difference having him in net. Not that, again, not that he's the difference, but the way the players play around him, that will be different. Um, so the next two weeks is, you know, so again, back-to-backs tomorrow, Wednesday, Carolina and Florida. And then they wrap the pre-Christmas breakup with Boston. And then they start the post-Christmas stretch with Boston again. They play Boston in back-to-back games, both in New Jersey. Talk about stupid scheduling. Uh, And then Pittsburgh on the 30th, followed by Carolina again on the 1st. So six games, six very tough opponents. Again, I said last week that I, or two weeks ago, that I could have seen them go, you know, one for nine to finish out the month. It might be 0 for 10. Do you think that teams have just started to, after 30 games of them being dominant, started to notice ways they, to play against them? A little bit against the Rangers, definitely against the Flyers, even a little bit against the Stars. Teams are getting a lot more physical with them, yes. And yeah. and they have no answer for that. As a matter of fact, there was an incident on a face-off, um, Heischer against Barkov in the Panthers game, where – he sure was kind of like falling forward. So he, he stuck his stick out and he kind of cross-checked Barkov in the, in the lower leg and he wound up getting hurt. And that was in the first period and the whole rest of the game, they were going after he sure. And, and no teammates were really like stepping up to defend him. 
Mm. So again, nice. they got them on Wednesday. People are saying Gertzen should be called up for that game just so that there's at least somebody in the lineup that'll scrap. Well, you got Brendan Smith in, in the lineup. He'll, he'll do that. He'll stand up for his players for sure. And Miles Wood to a certain extent, but they're yeah. not fighters like Gertzen is. Well, I wouldn't expect Miles Wood to. He just came back off of uh, – which game was that? No, that was against the Islanders, so that, that was a while ago. Yeah. I was thinking maybe he was he was holding back a little bit just for concussion reasons, but I no, guess. no, that, that was a while ago. But you're right; they, they, that's that schedule. It's it was next, brutal. Next two weeks are 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 worse than brutal, worse worse than brutal. And just just one last thing. So again, since we're not going to be around next week, Luke Hughes, Team USA, Simo Nemich, Slovakia. Uh, they got another kid villain who's going to play for Finland and a surprise Seamus Casey who plays in Michigan also made team USA. So it's nice to see him and Luke Hughes, you know, play together in Michigan and now they're going to be on team USA together. Actually Luke Hughes is captaining the team USA team. So is that right? Yeah. Something to look forward to uh, during the break. Nice. I will turn it over to the uh, to the Icelanders who uh, who had a little bit of trouble in the desert. Yeah, up and down uh, week, to be honest. Um, you know, we went uh, one one and one. No, one one, zero oh, and one. I guess there's no ties anymore. So it's one one and one. Sorry, it's fucking weird to me that that you know we have this, <laughs> this stupid thing. Anyway. Um, so it's been this kind of, we're kind of going to the same phase, uh, maybe not exactly the same as, as the devils right now, but, um, I also definitely, I I think it's two and one. If you win the shootout, you just get a win, but no, we didn't win. It doesn't go as a regulation win. No, no, correct. But we, we, yeah. So I don't know how they do that. They just do a win. It still gets marked in the, in the column as a W. Yeah. 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 Right. it just doesn't get marked as a regulation win, which is like the first tiebreaker or some bullshit. Right, right. But that, that didn't happen this week. I was end up losing in the shootout to Boston in their first game of the week. Um, and then uh, promptly losing uh, a game to Arizona and then in Arizona and then uh, beating Vegas in the desert. Um, so really strange week because they played really well against Boston. Probably should have came away with that win. Um didn't end up happening. They ended up losing. Yeah. And the worst part is like you get to the shootout and you know, they, they make, uh, they make the first save. Varley makes the first save against the, the, uh, first shooter from Boston. Barzal goes down scores. And then you're like, Oh, we're up one. We, we got like a high chance to win this. And then <laughs> we lost Tom. Um, you're on mute. I think he, ju- I think he just turned his video off. I'm also on mute. That's okay. You can keep talking. All right. Anywho, so uh, Boston goes out. Um, we lose. Uh, we end up losing in the, in the shootout uh, after being being up one goal. They just two goals straight, and we don't score anything. Um, sucks because you're like, man, was, we should have we should have came out of Boston with that win. Um, didn't come out of it with it, that win. Um, and uh, we go two days off, go into Arizona, let that game get away from us. Uh, Another comeback kind of try to get that game within one, and then uh, with a, with a minute and a half left, 
empty net. And then um, they just didn't, they weren't able to score the last uh, tying goal, but uh, they were up, they were up uh, two goals, nothing against Arizona. They should have won that game that uh, they just let, they just let too many goals in, man. A lot of, a lot of bouncing pucks, some sloppy goaltending, but just the theme has been just sloppy in our own zone. That's been really the, the biggest problem. Defense and, and goalie have been not really, you know, in sync. They just haven't been playing well. Um, Varlamov has been our best goaltender the last couple of weeks. And of course, uh, in the game against Vegas, he ends up getting pulled. Uh, he comes out, he came out himself in the third period after like 30 something saves. There's like 35 saves he had made in the game already. Uh, he got something happening, tweaked something. It didn't even look like anything happened, but something happened and uh, took a little shot or something. Nothing, a little nothing thing, but something didn't feel right. He came, he pulled himself out of the game and now he's, uh, he's out, uh, day to day, I guess, you know, they're not, they don't tell you what's going on. So he's, uh, so they brought Schneider back up to, um, back up, uh, Sorokin this week, uh, until we come, let's we'll see what happens from there. Um, but anyway, yeah, like not even like getting to the games, they just, they, we've had just, uh, some sloppy, sloppy play in, the, in their back, in the backs, in, the, in our, their own end. Um, Goals have not been hard to find. I mean, three goals against Boston, four against Arizona, five against Vegas. I mean, we're not talking nothing here, but, you know, led up four goals, led up five goals. That's that's not their game. So um, they, they have to shore that up. Now, Adam Pellick has been out with an injury. He's not on the road trip, which concludes against the Rangers in New York um, on Thursday this week. So, I mean – he wasn't making the trip, obviously, for, you know, the um, Arizona, Vegas, and Colorado game, which is tonight. And that's three three games or four nights. But he could be back for the Ranger game, obviously. Rangers live in New York, so could be that way. Um, but that, that will help when he comes back. Um, but the rest of the defense has got to get their shit together. It, they haven't quite figured out, I think, the, the new defensive system with Lambert and the coaching it. You know, I think just working the kinks out, obviously offensively, they've been better. And Lou himself has gone on and said, hey, you know, the team is obviously getting more goals, but that will lead to the defense letting, you know, be not being as tight as they were. And it's expected. But um, the good news is they've seen more goals, obviously. And it's been, it's been better. Uh, weirdly, we have, I was looking at who's been scoring the goals, um, you know, this year, just because I thought it was, Kind of like, hey, who's been the goal scorers for the team? And wouldn't you know? Shit, don't have it up right now. Oh, I up. There we go. So leading the goals for our Isles, Brock Nelson, 15 goals, 15 and 32 games, pretty good. Um, he's on 33 uh, point per game pace. Uh, Anders Lee, 10 goals as well. No Dobson, 10 goals. And then guess who is 10 goals? Zach Parisi, the fourth, fourth fucking guy on the team. That's not a Oliver Wallstrom, not a Beauvillier, not a Palmieri, not a Barzal. And it's a lot of guys that are below him that under 10 goals, 30 games in the season, really, really should be scoring more goals. So, I mean, you're getting chipped chip in play, you know, goals from different guys, but I think there's – I'm not so sure that it's, it's telling a good story right now is, is kind of where I'm going with this. Like, yes, Nelson and Lee are, are top goal scorers. That's, that's their, that's their game. 
But, you know, the, the guys are supposed to be also there. They're not really there. And um, I don't know if it's just to me, like it's like we've been getting lucky with some of these goals and a lot of like dirty stuff, you know, getting there. But, man, it's it's not looking good to me. Like I want to see Barzal score more goals. I want to see Walsham, you know, he's got to be 20, 30 goal guy at some point in his career. And I think 20 goals is not, you know, something difficult to ask from him. Um, Sam Pavilia, Palmieri, who's Mr. Six, uh, six million guy, uh, six million dollar guy. So he's got a, you know, we're talking about, you know, the, the obviously the, the cap and how it's not going to change much year next year for the Isles. They're going to be very much the same team. There's very few people changing. So these are the guys got to start goal, getting goals aside from the defense short and being short up. So, I mean, it's, I'm hoping to, to see some progress, but you know, they're not playing badly. They just, they've let games get away from them. And then they have to play this catch up game where they're trying to score goals at the end of the game and, you know, knock shit in, but they really shouldn't have that. They should be scoring girl goals early, getting the lead and then playing more, you know, opportunistic and really like leaning into the system that has really helped them get to the, 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 you know, conference finals two years after three. So I'm hoping to see that happen next, uh, next couple of weeks, but um, that's kind of my, my fear is right now. They're just, they're just not there defensively, but, and then the goals are kind of coming in, but not from the guys you want to see. So I'm a little, I feel there's a little bit of fool's gold right now on, uh, on that, the statistics that I'm looking at right now with their goals. So this week uh, coming up next couple of weeks, since we're not going to be talking about talking about next week, we've got Colorado right now, uh, zero, zero tie in the first period uh, in Colorado um, at the Rangers, which we were saying is the last Ranger Isles game this year, which really sucks to hear. Um, really fucking on, stupid. On the 22nd, it's going to be my last, uh, last day of the year for work. So I'm excited to get out of work and then watch that game. You're still There's working? Lane. Yeah, I, I got work uh, till Thursday, which, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really quiet. Um, but yeah, I got, I got a couple more days and then, um, uh, uh, Florida next night at home and then uh, on Friday and then the 27th and 29th, they have Pittsburgh and Columbus, um, at home as well. Um, I think that's pretty much, oh, they do have, they do play against Seattle on the first. So that's a, it's an APM game. So it's not like a, it's not like a, like a, in the afternoon kind of thing. So I it guess I'll be watching. Seattle. Oh, it's Seattle. Yeah. Oh, fuck Seattle. those guys. Screw those guys. I'm talking about us, man. Come on. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll see how it goes. But that's the schedule. I'm hoping that they uh, get their shit together defensively, get those offenses, those, those guys that need to be scoring goals going. So that's the that's the plan. And Billy, the, the Penguins, they uh, they they were playing really well until they ran into the Carolina Hurricanes. But hey, look, it's not that they played bad in that game. I don't. Don't misconstrue what I said because I thought the Penguins played pretty well and and even the Smith played well in that game, but you know, Carolina's just a hot team. Yeah. Right now. They are, yeah, and and so yeah, the Penguins' seven game winning streak came to an end in Carolina, and um, yeah, I, I think uh, looking at the Smith playing that game, I, I was a little surprised that he got that start because Jari's been red hot. Jari had. 11 has an 11 game streak where he has gotten a win or, or an overtime appearance. So 11 game point streak, whatever you want to call it for, for goaltender, which is the longest of his career. Um, And I can't overstate how good he, he was through that whole winning streak. Um, 
the he the Penguins won all those games, uh, but with the exception of the game against St. Louis, um, they were they spent some significant portion of every one of those games, like you know, uh, chasing their own tail in their own end, just getting uh, peppered with high quality scoring chances from whoever they were playing, whether it was Columbus or Buffalo or whoever. And Jerry was uh, standing up to all that and, and did a really great job. This is in spite of Billy's text verbatim throughout the first two months of the season. Kill Jari. I hate Jari. Fuck Jari. They should trade Jari. I want to kill Jari. Sorry. Proceed. Uh, don't think you were actually, I don't think I actually texted all those things. <laughs> no, he was struggling. And yeah, I shit on him. He, he was struggling. And then, and then, you know, at some point he came out, oh, he was fighting some kind of injury. And then I said, what the fuck? Why was he even playing then? Uh, apparently he's okay now. Yeah, playing playing at a much higher level. Um, so all all's good on in Jari Land. Um, but they they went with the Smith, which I thought was a you know a, a strange choice because it wasn't like they were going back to back nights. It wasn't like they you know they had a couple nights off going into that game. And I, actually, it's a it's kind of a sparse uh, uh, time of the schedule for the Penguins right now. They're not playing that often, so I, I guess maybe they threw them in there to keep them sharp. But I I did think after that game, that it, it Jari might have been a difference maker if he was in the net. Not that the Smith played poorly, but like looking at the first goal that Stefan scored, um, Jari does not generally give that one up. The second one, I can't, I can't pin on anybody. I mean, it, the second goal he gave up that day was uh, through a through a screen and a deflection. I mean, what the fuck? No goalie's going to do anything about that. Uh, but then the third goal again, um, which looked like a tip in a wide open tip in, and, and it was Ruedel's. Uh, fuck up that that left the the guy open to to tip that puck in, but even again, you know Jari, I'm used to seeing Jari get across and at least challenge that, and you know not not give him kind of an open net to shoot into. So I I thought you know Penguins overall played a, a decent game in Carolina, but they they lost that one, and I thought that the goaltending could have made a difference, and I, and I do think they were saving Jari for uh, uh, the next couple of games coming up, which again like this is when this is kind of a um, a pivotal point for the Penguins in their season because um, thinking, I, I do think that they're going to be a bubble team. I do think that they're going to struggle to displace one of the top other top four teams in the division, especially, you know, with the way the devils came out uh, with the hot start, the, the Rangers, the Islanders, and obviously the, the hurricanes, it, it's going to be hard for the Penguins to, to finish in, out in front of one of those teams. And, and they're going to have to be really on their game when they, when they start playing particularly against those teams, which they do this week. Um, and, you know, they got the next three. After playing Carolina on uh, Sunday, they've got the Rangers and Carolina again, and then uh, the Islanders the, the following week after the little Christmas break. Um, and then the Devils by the end of next week. So um, a, a lot of what goes on in the next couple of weeks is is going to start to shape their season and, and really say, are, are they really a contender to, to – stay out there with those teams or not. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, and, and another thing, you know, obviously uh, I kind of mentioned, you know, the, the Rue Weedle um, not, not playing as man in the, uh, for the go-ahead goal against Carolina. That's another one that you look at the, the absence of uh, Petri, uh, who, you know, the last week we weren't sure how long-term his injury was going to be. Now we know he's on, on the LTIR. He's going to be out for, for a good spell. Uh, with uh, his wrist injury or upper body injury, whatever they, they want to call it. 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, they're already feeling the effects of, of missing him, too, because uh, that's really the reason why Ruida was in the lineup. So um, going to be challenging. Uh, but, again, you know, you just hope that they, they played a pretty good game. They blew a third period lead, but they played, a, a you know, an okay game in Carolina. And, and you just hope to see them keep that going and not lose all the momentum from uh, from from the couple of good months that they've had. Uh, they really need to be competitive and, and take take a share of the points uh, against those better teams in the division uh, in the, in the coming weeks, uh, try to stay up there in the, in the standings. So uh, that's what we're looking for, for the Penguins uh, the next, over the next couple of weeks. That's $6.25 million on LTIR that you can <laughs> use on somebody else. <laughs> Very so. true. If he's going to be out even, you know, yeah, we'll see how long-term that that's really going to be. Um, if there's a, a shimmer of light on that whole, on that whole yeah. thing. <clears throat> but, uh, hey, look, the, the Rangers are, are riding pretty high right now, a seven-game winning streak. And, and last, you know, last week we talked about playing the teams, you know, the, the right teams at the right time. When they played Vegas, Vegas was being decimated by injury. The Avalanche were also being decimated by injury. But then you, you play teams like New Jersey and Toronto to boost your confidence a little bit. Then, then you go in Philly and and Chicago and or, and get your and get your points. Get your two points. Uh, I'm going to bring up something right now. So the Rangers, in the first two months of the season, lost to the Predators, who was number 25 team in the league. They lost to the Ottawa Senators, the number 26 team in the league. They lost to the San Jose Sharks, 28th team in the league. Columbus Blue Jackets, 30. The Ducks, to 31st, and Chicago Blackhawks, the 32nd team in the league. If you give the Rangers a split of those six games, they're number one in the Metro. But they didn't. They they lost those games, and uh, and Halak played the majority of those games, and he, he played in Philadelphia against the Flyers on Saturday. And you know what? The Rangers kind of won in spite of Halak a little bit. And and again, I mean, Philly is is just a fucking mess right now. My goodness, anybody want Kevin Hayes? Does anybody want Kevin Hayes? <clears throat> um. And then they go in to Chicago and play a Blackhawks team where the last time they played him in, in, in New York was the infamous Jacob Truba throwing a helmet uh, game in the um, Anthony CU. Is that his name? Um, that whole incident. And, and, Truba and Truba scored in his game and chirped at Anthony CU and asked him if he wanted the puck. I thought it was one of the funniest fucking things I've heard all year. Uh, after Athanasius' comments about about Truba having no goals um, and just going out and hitting people, I, I tell you, people did make fun of the the whole Truba throwing the helmet thing, but that's make when the streak started. <laughs> make fun of it all you want. That's, that's when right. the streak started. That's exactly well. You know, after that, the the, the closed door meeting and that third period against the Saint of uh, against the Blues on the fifth. That is really what sparked this team uh, to play a little bit more cohesive. And you saw. Everybody, you know, everybody's buying in. You're seeing Panarin, you know, back check and do the little things uh, that that are necessary. And even against the Maple Leafs last week, it was the back check on McDavid where he had a, a, a pretty wide open net. And, yeah. and a couple of weeks ago, he was bitching and moaning about what were we missing? What did we need? We needed Shesterkin to play like he played at least last year. Um, and, and look, he had a monumental season last year, uh, Vesna Trophy winning and uh, they needed him to get back to that level of play. And by his own account, he wasn't there. 
editor's note, I think he meant Matthews, not McDavid. Did I say McDavid? Yes. Ah, yeah. It was it's definitely Matthews plays for the Maple Leafs. I promise you. Um, <clears throat> and we need the kids to score more and get more involved because that's what we were promised at the beginning of the year. So what do we got right now? We got Shesterkin playing lights out and we have the kids contributing heavily to the Rangers offense. Uh, and that all equals a seven game winning streak. And you got a lot of tough games ahead of you, uh, especially in the next two weeks with, you know, the, the penguins tomorrow night, and you're not going to have Filipino probably. He, uh, he took, well, it was on, it was on the line about being shitty called the week. Um, he took a late hit from, uh, from a Blackhawks player and uh, is now back in the concussion protocol. He's got a, I think he's been in concussion protocol more than Sidney Crosby his entire career. Uh, well, they set up the protocol after Sidney Crosby got his whole <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's, knocking it's, incident. It should so, be called the Sidney so Crosby be. protocol. <laughs> exactly. Understood. But uh, you, you got to worry about, about Heedle because it seems like every time he takes a little bit of a hit or a little bit of a shot, um, he's getting concussed. So you're, you're starting to have a little bit of concern for, for Heedle when he's just, you know, finally – I mean, how many times, how many times I'm not, I say this? I'm not, I'm, I'm finally not starts taking off a little bit, um, but it, it's just unfortunate. You know, I don't, I don't know if we will see him back this week. My guess is we'll see him maybe next week against Washington or, or Tampa Bay, but this week you got, you got a big date with the, uh, with the Penguins tomorrow uh, and a, probably a very hostile environment for Igor Shesterkin to play in because uh, he's going to get chirped by the fans probably all night. And then you, as Nick uh, mentioned earlier, we got the last game against the Islanders on the on the 22nd before the Christmas break. Um, and then you get Washington next week uh, at Tampa Bay on the 29th. And I believe they have the Florida Panthers on the on the first. So tough games, tough road ahead, but uh, five games that at this point in the way you're playing, you're winnable hockey games, go out and play your game. And, uh, and we'll see what happens. And now it's time for Trivia with Bill. Ugh. Now this is the wrong bell. Which goalie first regularly wore goalie mask in NHL games? I love, I love Bill Fougere impressions of Bill Fougere. Lester Patrick. <laughs> nope. Con Smythe. That's why they they named the trophy after him. No, no, it was Joe Vezina. Uh, Joe Vezina. No, isn't that the name? They named it, didn't they name the trophy after him? Was no, it? No, that wasn't his. Was it name. Fred Goalie Mask? No. Uh, wow, that would be a hell of a name. What a, what a coincidence! I thought that's, that would I be thought that's where they got the name. Mask? I thought that's where they got the name from. His last name. That'd be a hell of a coincidence. No, it was not a Billy uh, Mask. Was it Jason oh, yeah. Voorhees? Oh, no. Uh, you shouldn't say anything for the rest of the night. That was that was really, really good. Jason Muse. Smooshy Boochies. No, was not. Not he, Jason Muse. He leads the clit, right, Nick? <laughs> I am the clit commander. <laughs> Uh, Ron Hextall. No, it was earlier than Ron Hextall played. Um, we have multiple choice. No, we're not. You think Bill Esposito. Bill, who's no? There was a no. 
No, there was a Tony Esposito who wasn't him. There was a Phil Esposito who was not a a uh, goalie. Uh, I don't know who Bill Esposito was. No, I said he, Phil. I didn't say Bill. I said Phil. No, you're gonna have to listen back. You're gonna listen, really enjoy no, it. You're back. gonna you're gonna enjoy it. Don't <laughs> steal my fucking bit either, you motherfucker. <laughs> Justin Puri. Step uh, boy. Did he invent it? He did not. He did Jay not. Hutchinson. Should have wore his <laughs> no, you know, he was the last one to play without it. Should have wore his mask. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, Craig McTavish. Duh. Duh. Yeah. He wasn't a goalie. And he didn't wear a helmet. I don't even get that confused. He was the last player who didn't wear a helmet. One and two. Jeez. John Van Beesbrook. No, that was the only player in NHL history who had all five vowels in his last name. Uh, I knew he was the answer to some trivia. No. no. Was it was it Robert Esch, whose nickname no. was Chico? Because he no. had his first initial and last name on a stick. And one of his when he got called up, one of the players on his team was like, when the fuck did we sign Chico Resch? No. Good, good story. Uh, that was that was stellar. Make sure you mark that, please. Um, so what I was going to say is that this is a kind of a trick question because um, in the multiple choice, I see the guy, the first guy ever to wear a goalie mask, but he's not the answer to the question because they're asking for the first person who regularly wore a mask. How and, interesting is that? And, Dan Buda. No. For those who don't know who Dan Buda is. Like me? He was a good time that we brought in for the Knights, who was just terrible. I do remember that guy. Just terrible. Yeah. That was the last time we let Tom recommend a player, I think. No, I know. (laughs) I recommended Dorito. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Although he never saw me play. You just was like, hey, you show up. I don't think he ever saw Dan Buda play either. I, I did. It, 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 was, it was pretty bad. And you still you recommended was a, We needed a body in there. Did you just think he was a good goaltender because you couldn't score on him? Is that what happened? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I lit him up. Um, Terry saw Chuck. No. Jacques Lemaire. Oh, you were so close. No. Uh, so it was Tom, Phil Lemaire. Tom Lemaire. No. no. All the Lemaire brothers. All the, the Lemaire family. Just no. go up down the family tree. Mm. How about John Bellavoy? No. Robert Plant. He's <laughs> Led Zeppelin. I, I never saw him wear a mask for Led Zeppelin. Oh, Gene Simmons. Uh, he wore a that the, well, that wasn't a mask; that was makeup. But, but oh. he wasn't a goaltender. He and no, <laughs> bass player for Kiss. Fantastic. <laughs> lost, we lost Tom. All right, let's go to the. Let's, let's go to the multiple choice. <laughs> yeah, let, let's go multiple choice. Okay, A, Gump Worsley, B, Glenn Hall, C, Jacques Plante, D, Rob Ray. 
D. No, Ron Brady. I don't know why they put he wasn't even a goalie. Ron Brady. That doesn't make what? sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know why he was on the multi choice. But no, it was not D. Okay. Uh, I, was it Forrest Gump Worsley? Yeah, he was not Forrest, but no, it was not Gump Worsley. But Gump Worsley was the guy, the first guy who wore a mask, but he was not the answer to the oh, question. Oh, that must have been what I was thinking then. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Fucking Robert Plant, all timer, man. Holy shit. Oh. So, what are the last two? Glenn Hall or Jacques Plant? Wasn't Glenn Hall the singer, lead singer of the Eagles? I don't. I, you're asking the wrong guy. I don't. Jacques Plant. Jacques Plant. There you go. Oh, good job, Tom. Wow. Way Ooh. to go. I had to put that segment out of its misery, or else I've been oh, fucking Christ. flying all night. Not my uh, fault. It's not my fault. You could just guess the right answers. Uh, well, you, these trivia questions are so hard. So difficult. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really hard. Robert Plant. Fuck. Yeah, Gene Simmons was a really good guess. I don't know. Robert Plant. Shit. Uh, I'm slayed. And now it's time for impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Friends of Rebels podcast, ready for the best two minutes of this type 45 show. It's the 20 questions power play. Rules are simple. The group has two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous person associated with one of the four Friends of Rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask for 20 questions of rapid fire. Answers can only come in the form of yes or no. The group will have to make a final guess once they've hit 20 questions before the power play has expired. If the group is successful, they win for the week. And avoid shame from unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. Does this player play for the Devils? I'm sorry, is this person associated with the Devils? Yes. Robert Plant. (laughs) 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 You just ruined a a pick. They cleared the zone on us. Now we got to go regroup. Is Um, is the person also known for playing for the Rangers? Yes. Ooh. Is this player a forward? No. Player defenseman? No. Is this player a goalie? Yes. Did this player oh. player also play for the Islanders? Yes. Is it John Van Beesbrook? No. Kirk McLean? No. Chico Resch? No. Glenn Healy. No. No, not Glenn. Oh. Uh. Did he play in the 90s? Yes. Is it Mike Dunham? Hey, we got it. Well done, Steve. Oh, way to go. It's a power play goal. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam Rosen. Hey. <laughs> I think that was a carry the puck in, deke through a couple of players and score backhand top shelf. Well done. So that was not an easy one. The running count, we are five for seven. Fucking on, it. With the man advantage. Fucking power play is lethal. I thought that one would be 
harder than it was for you. I, I actually, I got to give the assist to Billy on that one. The nineties really did help out. There weren't a whole lot of devil's goalies in the nineties. Only a backup. <laughs> Brodeur. Well, and, uh, yeah. Terreri, Brodeur, and who else came after right. Terreri? <clears throat> All right, let's go to this date in Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Well, I'm here. We're saving calories. Round here. We all look so lean. Round here we enjoy Coke Zero. But sacrifice flavor, no. Round here, Coke Zero's the way to go. This one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2015. 2015. Please go to January 13th of 2015. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, way to be, Smalls. January 13th, 2015 was a Tuesday. I enjoyed a chocolate chip muffin and can of Coca-Cola Zero for breakfast. Uh, grilled chicken and cheese with bacon, a diet soda, and some cookies for lunch. Sounds delicious. And dinner was cheeseburger pie and a can of Coca-Cola Zero. I also went to Michael's and Barnes and Nobles to do a little Christmas returns. You wrote that down, but you didn't write when fucking Rich Smith went to fucking prison. That's great. Why did you pick January 13th, 2015? So this one, this one had to happen before Christmas. This one happened in December, but I had to go with the date on the story. So uh, a 12-year-old South Carolina boy uh, got an unexpected stocking stuffer, a pair of handcuffs, after Ooh. he snuck into his Christmas gifts a few weeks early and his mother had him arrested oh shit i this mother is a wow 60 uh she was uh the mother discovered that her son had unwrapped a nintendo game boy advance uh, that was meant for him as a present from his grandmother uh she called the uh, rock hill police and the young man was arrested for petty larceny he took it without permission. He wanted it. He just took it. That was me impersonating the mother. Um, well, nice actually, job, Karen. The, the boy's 63-year-old great-great-63-year-old great-grandmother? They, they oh, boy, I just figured out something about this family. Yeah, man. Oh, 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 oh boy. Shit. How many teeth does she still have? Uh, the great-grandmother said she filed the complaint. Uh, uh and then she wrapped the gift and placed it under the tree at her house, then specifically told the boy not to open it. He said, apparently said, fuck you, great-grandma, I'm going to open it anyway. The great-grandmother relayed the news to the mother, who was 27. Uh, when the boy claimed he didn't know where the present was, the mother threatened to call the cops on the threat. The boy went to the bedroom and grabbed the $85 Game Boy. The mother, but the mother still called the police. So it was the mom who called the police, not the great grandmother. I don't know, but getting arrested for uh, for for opening up a Christmas present early. 
That's that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's a little over the line. So when they, when they set to... bail, did somebody in the same family have to go bail them out? And how much yeah. does a fucking Nintendo cost? If yeah, go spend bail the mother money? said she didn't know what else to it do. It was 85. You said 85 bucks, wow. right? Well, that's how much the Game Boy Advance was. Mother told police that the boy had a history of bad behavior, including shoplifting from stores and stealing uh, money from wow. them. The mother said he even punched a police officer last month and was arrested for disorderly conduct. Lock this fucking kid up. Already. Jesus Christ. Lock the whole family up. Holy crap. I'm trying to get him some kind of help. Yeah. Wow. Lock up the whole family. Doing, doing a bang-up job. Wowzers. Wowzers. But that's what happened January 13th, 2015. Fox News story, by the way. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. Outstanding. Very topical given the, the whole Christmas season. I, I, I had the story. Very, I found this a Christmas month and a half ago. Very topical. And, and I've, I've, been, like uh, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this segment to come. The special Maybe Christmas time. episode, yeah. Right. Well, okay. Well, let, well, let's end. Let's end the. Uh, let's end the uh, Christmas episode. We're going to be gone for uh, two weeks. Um, we'll be back and returning. We we'll record on the night of Monday, January second, after the Winter Classic. And uh, let's let's uh, recall some uh, some of your Christmas favorite Christmas memories. Jesus Christ. What what do you got? What do you got? See what what was your favorite Christmas? <clears throat> I got uh, a BMX bike. And it was so you uh, went straight to presents. You you know, like I'm missing family and being with family. You just no, fuck that. Materialistic no. things. I got you. Yeah. What, why would I go with family? You changed your hat. Yeah. When the hell did this happen? Did, I'm hat. sorry. I wasn't <laughs> listening to you. Didn't you say what was our favorite Christmas gift? Yeah. Wait, I, I'm sorry. What was your favorite Christmas memory? Go. Oh, memory. 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 Oh, okay. Then yeah, I got to go present. with getting a, a BMX bike when I was a young kid. <laughs> Was it was it, was, the, it, was the bike wrapped or was it, it just was like, oh. uh, no so the uh, the the big gift was always a, a treasure hunt around the house and the treasure hunt always ended underneath my like you had to go like underneath my parents bed that's where the final gift was but this time it was in the garage because it was a bike and it was all yeah, I was all thrown sense. off because I went under the bed and there was nothing there and then if you knew that ahead of time why didn't you just look under the bed first because you had to go through the treasure hunt. That was the whole fucking point. Was Joe's there too, or was it just yours? They like split them up, or they both put them under there. No, they would be under either side of the bed. Yeah, but in this case, there was a note under the bed that said, "Ha ha, go look in the garage," and that's where the bike was. Nice. R.L. Osborne Signature Edition BMX bike. I know it was fancy. R.L. Osborne. Well, there you go. Dorito, we got. Christmas gift memory, I guess. My first, uh, I guess, dog, my, my dog coming uh, when I was like seven or eight. It was like uh, Christmas, Christmas, first Christmas in New Jersey or in South Brunswick. My dad got a dog uh, for us as a like family pet. And uh, the dog was in the basement and basically, uh, you know, would bark throughout the morning. And he kept, <laughs> he kept going, oh, that must be the neighbor's dog. And I was dumb enough to be like, that stupid dog. The dog is loud. <laughs> so loud. Dog. Like, like the second or third time, I just kept being like, 
a dog. I can't remember the dog's name anymore, but I was like, that, I was like, up oh, that dog again. My dad was like, you're right. These walls are paper thin <laughs> because I hear that dog crystal clear. And me, by the way, he would go downstairs. He would be like, one minute, guys, right back. And you go down the basement and then like, like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> He'd, say, he'd go down the he'd go down the basement and say very loudly, yeah. "You have to be quiet. The kids are upstairs." And Nick and his brother would just be like, "What do you do?" Yeah, my my brother was was barely one, so the dog came flying in, and when, when he him. finally came up, he went right past me, went right to my brother, and just jumped on him and like hit <laughs> his face. My mom was like, "Oh, leave him alone!" I'm like, you know, it was it was all uh, anyway. That's adorable. That's the you know, my best Christmas memory. That was, that was a pretty good one. Heartwarming story. Also, the dog was a crazy maniac dog, and you know, only <laughs> the only nice part of the the whole time of his life was basically was only that, good was, story. Yeah. Was the introduction. I have so many stories of him being an absolute maniac and biting people and chasing people and all. The I don't know any dogs like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, did, you, did you ask your dad how Santa Claus brought? you the dog no i didn't ask him like about that i was just like the dog you know like i didn't care i didn't give a shit i didn't ask questions i was like how, well, how do you think he brought him in the sack yeah so why, why would you have to ask and why did he put him in the basement why did he put him on a tree why isn't he wrapped there's a lot of questions that you should have as fucking can't wrap a dog it would suffocate you idiot put a bow on him even seven-year-old nick knew that I mean, I, I'm I pretty know. sure I knew I, that one. I don't know about that. Jesus. His neighbor's dog is in the basement. I don't know. Huh? <laughs> that dog is being really loud. All right, Billy, what you got? Ah, uh, well, we always had a Christmas tradition in my house. Like after we would open presents on Christmas morning, we would we would go actually over to my Aunt Teresa's house, my mom's sister, and uh, we go to her house and it this old house that that they had like um it's a very cold house except they had like one of these uh i don't know wood burning stoves or something to heat their their like living room or whatever so the whole house was something like 52 degrees until you got within like four feet of the stove and then it was like nine thousand degrees <laughs> right there and then there was like a there was like a four inch space maybe where it was like kind of comfortable but uh it was an Italian house. We, we always had like a big Italian meal. So we're all sitting at the table one day. And like, I, I, I'd get all my presents, but my mom wouldn't let me like load up the car with all my presents to bring them to my aunt's house. I'd have to like leave all my presents home, grab like one or two things, you know? And so like this one year, I was maybe seven years old. I brought, I brought like this awesome little uh, red convertible sports matchbox car. I don't know. I had something else with me, but like I had this little matchbox car with me and I, and I took it to the dinner table because I was like kind of playing around with it at the table. And my brother asked to see it, and so he he took it and he started playing around with it, and he was taking a, a little while to give it back to me, and I was getting annoyed, and finally I started pouting, it and it's like I wasn't getting my car back. I kept asking him, and he was teasing me with it. He was being a jerk. So so then my cousin asked me, "Hey, what's wrong?" And I just yell out loudly at the table, "My son of a bitch brother won't give me my car back," and. Everybody who was eating, this is an Italian household where everybody's talking constantly, loudly. Everything just went silent at the table. Everything just went dead <laughs> silent for like three seconds. Like my my aunt was like passing some 
bowl of food to somebody just like stopped dead right there, like hold, holding out the holding out this bowl, just froze. Everybody froze. And then everybody just started going about the day again, like nothing happened after after the shock of it all. Um, and then yeah, I got a talking to on the car ride home. But uh, I yeah. so thought the car was gonna wind up in the fire. <laughs> just melted. I was just I, thought, I was just setting I was just setting the I thought the, that the, was gonna be your punishment scene. for something. <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. Top us all with your sentimental story. It, it's going to be sentimental. Of course. Um, I just remember that there's a cup that, that there's like two in particular that always you know stick out in my in my mind. One was the the year that we uh, we spent the um, Christmas in in a trailer because our house burned down, and and we when we did that, um, my my brother Chris and my my sister we woke up at like five o'clock in the morning and Santa Claus had already come and we're out looking at all the presents and stuff like that. Um, and I got, do you remember this, this doll called, I was eight, I was eight years old, this doll called wrinkles. And it was like one of those talking dogs. And it was like a, also like a puppet. And, and anyway, when you press the belly, it would bark and talk and stuff like that. So we accidentally pressed the button at like this five o'clock in the morning and fucking the dog, this puppet, this doll starts barking really loud. So I tried to shut it up. I didn't know any better. I covered its mouth. And that's not where the speaker That's not where that, yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and, uh, but that one was, uh, that was also the the year I didn't did not get the GI Joe. Aircraft carrier. Um, but it was every year my mother and my aunt would alternate years uh, having Christmas at their house and it was all about being with the large Italian family on on Christmas some of the, my best memories are you know that afternoon that day um, just being with everybody and you know I, I miss those days I'm, I have wonderful memories and, and, and new traditions with, with my kids um, but those those are those are really great I, I miss those a lot. I do. So we were never allowed downstairs before my parents. Were you guys had snuck down and then you were going to sneak back to bed and then uh, go back a, down? Yeah, it was this long ranch. And my parents' bedroom were all the way in the back of the trailer and my, my, my brother's bedroom were right up front. So, But you guys, the, the reason why you covered the dog's mouth, even though that's oh, not yeah, where the sound was yeah. coming from, was because you weren't supposed to be there. Oh, absolutely not. Not at five, okay. five o'clock in the morning. Are you kidding? That You can get shot for that. But would you go to the presents before they were awake? Oh, we, we would find them in the closet. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm saying on Christmas morning. Um, We would get up and they would trickle in, but you, you couldn't get up until at least daybreak. Okay. So like seven, seven o'clock was, was typically, was typically the right time. No, we couldn't even we couldn't even go downstairs until they said it was okay. Oh no, my kids are not allowed downstairs until yeah. my wife and I are both really. We all go downstairs together. Oh, my wife is a is a stickler for that. Our kids are like me. They're up at like you know Ben's up at like four in the morning. Walks downstairs. And does he start? Presents. Oh, does he? He just starts looking at boxes. Looking, he doesn't open anything. them, and you know, he might be shaking them. You know, no, he's not allowed to open anything. They can open their they can only open their their stock. That's it. And they still believe. One left. Okay. Me too. One I left. got one left. 
Yeah. Probably yeah, the, the last year. The, the two knuckleheads, you know. <laughs> me, me too. I got one left. <laughs> oh, he's only a freshman in high school. It's okay 15. that he still believes. <laughs> I still have that Wrinkles doll, by the way. Of course you do. Oh, my God. Does it still make noise? What that looks like. Absolutely. He's can, it, can, it, can it make a guest appearance on the show on the second? Want, oh, I, yes, you can. I'll go get him. So, hey, listen, everybody. Merry Christmas and a, a happy and healthy new year. Um, let's uh, certainly start the new year off right. Uh, we'll be back on uh, January 2nd. So uh, don't forget to uh, tune in on the 3rd when we release our show. Uh, don't also don't forget to follow us on Twitter at friends underscore rivals, uh, Facebook, YouTube, friends and rivals podcast. Uh, leave a uh, review for us on Apple podcast. We will read on there if you want us to turn on notifications. So you never miss an episode of the friends and rivals podcast. Billy, say something. God bless us, everyone. Oh, yeah. And everybody be safe out there. Tom, Tom really be wants safe. everyone to be safe. No, not not so once, safe. but make sure you're, you're safe twice. Be safe, be safe. Be safe, be safe. Be safe. Be very I, safe. I fixed it, by the way. Now, Billy, you can go ahead and sing us out now. No, 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 no. Type 45. There he goes. Uh, oh, boy. We almost had it tonight. We're close. He had to run away. Do, do, do. Run away. So, any was other Bill, good presents you guys get? Was Bill allowed downstairs before the parents? No but, I, no, but I would sneak down while people were sleeping. I, I knew I knew how to tiptoe down those steps and, and not be uh, discovered. And then the year, the year that the year that I, I actually, I knew Santa Claus was, I, I knew the Santa Claus thing. I won't say what it is. Spoiler alert. I knew the Santa Claus thing, but my parents still thought that I was, that I didn't know the Santa Claus thing. So uh, one year I found uh, the whole bag of presents already wrapped up in the attic. Oh. I was up there, you know, fishing around for something else. So, I kept on sneaking back up there to uh, to to peel back paper, see what the hell was going on there. That was the year I got the uh, the big mask haul, the the mask cartoon Ooh. show. Oh my god, that was exciting! Knowing that I had Rhino upstairs for like three weeks before just, I could open just it, just waiting, just wait. That probably made the month take even longer. Oh, it did, man! But what a haul! That was awesome. When I finally got to open them, jelly. Yeah. Can't believe I went present and he got all sentimental. Fucking asshole. I knew he was gonna do that. <laughs> what a jerk off. I thought we were going to the five. The, the he five said toy. Thing. He said present in the text in the in the in the pre-show meeting. That's what I thought. At the moment. What a fucking jerk off. I have my top five all, all ready to go to. Go ahead. While we're waiting for him to get back, make it quick. <laughs> Number five, tickets to a Giants-Raiders game. Number four, uh, G.I. Joe. I'm going to go with the Tomahawk, but it was all, all the G.I. Joe shit that year. Oh, yeah. Um, number three, the mask the mask thing that I just mentioned. Number two, a Tony Granato jersey, my first hockey jersey. Ooh. Um, and number one, Atari 2600. So here's nice. an interesting Atari story. My parents – one big one year in, in in Atlantic City, and it was when Atari was coming out. So they bought us an Atari, 
and they would stay up and play it after we went to bed. Really? So Christmas morning nice. when we hooked it up and started playing, they were really good at all the games. And we were <laughs> like, what the fuck? How did you get so good? That's awesome. They were playing it for weeks and weeks and weeks. That's funny. We had, um, before, uh, do you guys remember the Sega Master System? Before, like, when Nintendo came out, Sega had their own system that was big in Japan. It came over here mm-hmm. as well, before the Genesis. So when... Um, yeah, you played, like, was, Outrun on that. Yeah. I think I was... We were, we were in Edison, so I think I was, like, six, five or six. And it came, like, one Christmas, the whole system was there with, like... Um, all these different games and shit and i was too young for any of it there's no way it was for me to this day i'm pretty sure <laughs> my dad bought that through some you know whatever because it came with like a whole bunch of shit it was like a bunch of games that had like you know different controllers and shit it wasn't like a standard Here's it was like some sort of special pack he must have got something yeah it must have something happened but i'm pretty positive he bought this thing thinking i'm buying this for for, for nick but I'm going to play the shit of this thing. And I'm pretty sure he did that. He realized pretty quickly it wasn't for him. <laughs> After right. a little bit. Because <laughs> he stopped playing. They had like a, a they played this uh, like, uh, you know, like uh, airplane simulator, like, you know, jet fighter simulator. Campaign. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, you know, if you go back and play those games, they're kind of like, it's kind of crazy. Like, how the fuck do you like, it's all just, you know, this, the boxes boxes and shit and well it's more than that but it's like all the, for nintendo was like that yeah but it's like all the like the 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 um what's the word for it like the um even the cockpit you have all the the dials and the all gauges the gauges and stuff gauges and all you're going off is the gauges like it's really hard to see where you're going and like you go up you know figure out where what your orientation is and everything in terms of the ground it's some golf game and some other bullshit you know but it was like i was like these did, like years later i was like why the fuck did he buy this? Like, he didn't play video games. <laughs> I was too I young. Was, I was way too young. Like when we got a Nintendo, a couple like a year or two later, I was like, that was my that was that, that was, was more age appropriate. That was like the biggest fucking thing. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Because I didn't have a Nintendo. My friends all had Nintendos. I didn't Sega Master System, you know. That wasn't cool. <laughs> no, yeah. No, that's like having fucking beta instead of VHS. Yeah. And then I played the shit out of the Super Mario, uh, Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers until I beat it. You know, that was like, I had to play it until I beat it. That I don't was see any fantastic. wrinkly dog, Tom. I, I couldn't find him. I don't know what the hell I did with him. I uh, checked maybe, in the three spots I thought he was going to be. And I, I yeah, January 2nd, I, people are going to have to wait. I know they're going to be sitting him. on the edge of their seat until him. then. I will find him. Push his show to eight hours just so he couldn't find the dog. <laughs> well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to make it 10 hours. Oh. <laughs> So, all right. So proud of this dog that I can't find. 